Welcome to a brand new episode of What's She On About. I'm Mitzi. And I'm Kat. <laughs> Sorry. Always. Go. It's fine. It's fine. We always do this. Okay. That was a normal one, though. That was a normal, like. Yeah, okay. it was a little bit normal. <laughs> More normal Kat than here. usual. <laughs> How you doing? Okay. All right. But today is a little bit different, actually, because we're joined by a guest. We have conscious designer and best-selling author of the newly released book, Kids Smart Spaces, Decorating a Classroom That Changes Lives, Magali Renee Hayes. Hey, hey. Hi, guys. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. Okay, so. So I'm not sure if you've heard the show, but on this podcast, we chat about life, infatuations, pop culture, and my obsession with Idris Elba. Oh, jeez. With Idris Elba. I'm just obsessed with him. And right now I'm still gutted about him and his stupid girlfriend. I have a fun fact. Am I behind on the times? I had no idea. Oh, yeah. No, she's Canadian. So I've got a problem with Canadians right now. (laughs) The entire entire population. That's right. That's right. Hey, don't be mad at Canada. They might save us. They might save us one day. (laughs) We're going to need something. Exactly. But I have a fun fact. So this week, um, I guess my younger brother started listening to a podcast and I get a text that goes, I'm sorry, is it just me, or does Idris Elba remind you of our dad? And oh, I was like, no. oh, my <sighs> God. I, I didn't like, want to talk about weird. that. I didn't want to know. I know your dad. You see? <laughs> exactly. I don't want to know it either. Damn it. I told you about that. <laughs> I think you said it. But that explains my hesitance to jump on, on the Idris train. <sighs> How do you feel, Mitzi? How do you feel now knowing that? that I am not happy about it. I don't (laughs) want to think about it. Not once, not ever. That interest is a reminiscence of your uncle. How do you feel about that? No, 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 no. I mean... I can't. To me, it was like an eye-opener. I was like, mind blown. But you know what? This totally explains. Remember that time you sent me a, another Idris post and you were like, mm, something about him is familial. familial. And I was like, no. <laughs> I love it. I sure did. I sure did. I do not like the sound of it. And I told you, and oh no, do not say Dude. it. Yeah, it's not my dad, either. so no. Imagine no. how freaked out I am. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, at least you're not you're not really all that attracted to him, so there's something to be said. For right. That. <laughs> it's not that like I think he's a good looking dude. I just there's just it's just yeah. I mean, but the fact that my brother that also <laughs> mentioned it. Oh god, yeah. I'm know, not happy about this. This is this is we're why interested. I need this is why I need the interest rivals. Like at this yeah, point. I need to move on um, while I wait out this relationship. Oh, <laughs> oh, I have one. I have an Idris rival for you. Okay, good. Because we need and it. I'm, nice. I don't the think you guys have actually mentioned him before. I'm scrolling down on your Instagram right now. The WSOA show, if you guys want to follow. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is it? Repeat it again. At the WSOA show. Just a little plug. Beautiful. I'm looking at it now, and I don't see my voice. So here is your Idris rival. Are you ready, Mitzi? I'm ready. Okay. I'm excited, too. Charles Michael Davis. He's the guy. That sounds familiar. He's 
Oh, fine, y'all. So Sounds fine. familiar to me. He's the one Sounds that like played, him. don't judge me, because I'm about to tell you how I know him. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Like, okay. So he was on um, the originals, that vampire show. <laughs> wait. A, no, oh, wait. that's oh, why he sounds. Right. <laughs> He's yes. been a rival, actually, because it's not me, but I also watched the originals. Wait, I love, the, I love any already? vampire TV show. He was one early on, like oh, early he? on. Wait. Her. He is totally. But you know what? Him on here, though. He's worth it. He's worth a redo. He's on the show Younger, which is another show. I I really, really love the show. It's um it's like a younger <laughs> version, haha, a younger version of um Sex in the City. It's like a weird millennial version of Sex in the City. It's this is the mm, one where she's pretending okay. to be younger than she actually oh, is yeah. to have a, a hip job, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's like forty ish and she's uh pretending to be twenty to be a twenty something. Um, at a publishing house. I mean, it's super, super realistic, right? Like, <laughs> it's very realistic. But that happened, didn't it? Didn't one of the writers, Dawson Creek or something like that, say she was, like, in her 20s, but really she was, like, in her 40s? Oh, my God, and that would make so much sense. Mm, one of the actors, that right? That they had that annoying dialogue, right? Oh, my God, their no, dialogue. like, not an actress, the writer for the show. Oh yeah, oh, no, I that didn't remember that. Every that would that would just make total total sense. I get oh, it. you know what? She's right. So She's right. We did have him before. Yeah, episode him. seven. Like, do yeah, you know yeah, yeah. the Muffin Man? Oh, he's <laughs> so fine. I say, well, let's run with it. He was freaking hot, and now in a new light that Idris is taken by this Canadian. God bless Canada, because they will save us. <laughs> Um, I think it's worth a reintroduction, yes, and I think he's hot. hot. If this rival gets is in, excellent, excellent. Yeah, he so is um, a definitely. Now, he actually got like a full role, so they just they ended. I won't like spoil it, but he's. It looks like he's gonna be on like a permanent fixture as part of the show for the oh, next season. Good for him. Yeah, a regular right? cast member. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love so, it. I'm gonna have to give him a second look for sure. He's saucy. We've gotten some pretty saucy. Uh, Man, give him three. Saucy scene with him and what is her name? Um, looking at her, I'm trying to find her now. So cast of so check the cast of young. Three Duff. Yeah, one of the Duffs is on that Google. show. I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got some saucy scenes with her when the, with the two of them. Oh, is, is he mm-hmm. a love interest for her? Yes, he is. Oh, yes, he interesting. Is. Do we say they have amazing naked body parts? <laughs> yes, okay. it's on cable. Is there any naked body parts? Um, I feel like I, I remember a butt. Like I, I feel like at least okay, butts are very, good. Butts are butts, good. Butts are yeah. good. We appreciate those for sure. John yes, Snow's Hillary butt Duff. was a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> Game Wait, of Thrones. Hillary Duff's buff butt or <laughs> dude's <laughs> butt. Whose butt are we talking about here? It's got to be Charles Davis, doesn't it? <laughs> Whose butt? His or Hillary's? His butt. Okay. I believe his butt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm good with both of them. They probably both have gorgeous butts, but his. Thank you. Gotcha. Well, I think butts, butts on TV shows are trending right now. The queen of the king of butts is uh, Jon Snow, Kit, our lovely Kit. Uh, oh, I, I know, all the male cast of uh, Insecure can also give him a run for that as well. They show lots and lots of butts on that one. I haven't found a rival one. butt. 
Yeah, but I haven't found a rival. Maybe Droz comes close, but no, Jon Snow's still wearing that crown. He's the <laughs> king of the North and the king of butts on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Anyone? No. I digress. I was just thinking of, oh boy, wait, what's his name? Um, J, J, Ellis? J, Ellis? Or Ellis? J, yeah. R, Ellis. Yeah. His, but he's just a little skinny for my taste, though, y'all. He's, he's, he's his butt thin and tall, thin and tall, but not as tall as Dro. Because that guy is like he's ridiculous. How did we get from the book? I have no oh, idea. Sorry. Actually, you know what? We're Let's bring it back. <laughs> anything can happen on this show. I see. Exactly, anything can anything happen. Can happen. But we will reel it back in real quick. So we can talk about the book and then we'll get to the popcorn because I feel like that all belongs in the popcorn. So, like I said, you have written a brand new book, Kids Smart Spaces, Decorating a Classroom That Changes Lives, which is fantastic. Congratulations, by the way. So excited. Thank you for the air horn. Thank you. Yeah, so, it, was, it was a real journey. So labor of love for sure. So before we even get into the book itself, tell us what a conscious designer is. So a conscious designer is really, that's me. That's like my label that I've created for myself because it really, it gets to the heart of what I do, which isn't just designing or decorating spaces, but it's really about being very conscious and mindful about the kinds of spaces we're creating and why. So before I even get into the mechanics or logistics around, or even the theme of design, when I go talk to clients, it's always about, I I really start off with what's, what's their why, for lack of a better way to put it. You know, I'm just, I really want to know, I want to get to the heart of what they want to create, be it in their business or in their life or in their homes or their families. And then we think about ways to create a space that supports that and helps them move forward in the direction that they want to take things. So that's what a conscious designer is. Love it. I'm loving it. And I also love that you've come up with, you've coined the term yourself of, of what it is that you want, um, what you want to do and what you want to share with your clients. Do you find that that helps to make a better space? your clients? Oh, absolutely. Because it's not just about beautiful spaces, right? It's not about like if you have a family um, and let's say you have a young family, it's not just about creating a, a space that looks really nice. It's about creating a, an environment that supports every single member of the family and allows you to be comfortable and functions really well when it's a, it's a time, for instance, if you have like young kids, the time when things get really crazy and busy and messy and you want to have a place for everything. You want things to be mobile, for instance. You might want to um, have multi-purpose furniture. So I really love to to dig into like the the root issues of what might not be working, like or functioning well in the home, and then building on that. You know, what kind of life do you really want, and how do you want to incorporate your family into the space? You know, some people don't really know how to how to have kids and not have like a space that's completely beyond messy because they haven't restructured their home to support the adults as well as the kids. So it ends up being really disjointed. So yeah, that's, I love to approach it that way. So do you typically just do homes or, I mean, I know the book is about decorating for classrooms as well. So which one did you start with? Um, when you, when you thought about being a conscious designer and, and started writing this book? It happened in a non-sequential way, I suppose. So I first started 
working with a friend of mine. Her name is Angie Cho, and she's a feng shui architect. And I was supporting her doing um, very high-end residences. And she's like a feng shui designer. So again, very conscious and mindful about how she's approaching spaces. So I started with that. And then I got an opportunity to work on a school. And that was one of those, it was just one of those moments where I didn't have the experience and I didn't even want to go into the meeting. And it was at my sister's school. And she's like, just go meet with the principal. Like, just go meet with him. You don't have to do anything because I was giving her a lot of resistance and hesitation and whatnot. And I'm like, there's no way. She's like, just go meet with him. Just go sit with him for a half an hour and just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And that meeting turned into the beginnings of my own business. So I sat with him. He threw me a bunch of swatches. He's like, we need to pick the main office furniture like by Monday. Oh, boy. But I don't know where to go. He threw me a bunch of swatches and I took them home. And then on Monday, while my boss was at lunch, I literally managed a vendor call. And I was like, I had them on three-way and we were sharing the screen. And I managed that whole process and I didn't even think about getting paid at the time. I was just like, whatever, I'm just doing it's it. It's first favor. project, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I had the skills, so I did it. And right at the end of the call, he said, send me a proposal. Oh. So that's kind of how I got the first, my very first job. And that was at a school, and it was a school in Brooklyn. And I spent that summer redesigning it. Hey! Um, I know. Was it, was it the whole school, or was it just um, a couple of classrooms? No, was it, it was their entire school space. So they had, I believe they had one full floor, because it's a charter school that shares a space with multiple schools in the building. Ah, okay. So had one floor but it's like one of those you know old institutional buildings so you're talking about four four hallways right in a square of all classrooms and offices and shared spaces and I did all of those spaces so that was kind of how it started and then so like fast forward to now I work on residences I work on schools and I also you know I'm moving I'm branching out into uh I already have been doing office spaces through these schools Mm -hmm. but now actual like cool workspaces so what made you decide to write the book so that's it that's that's actually really interesting so really I mean it's it's kind of like a little bit sad to some degree too why I wrote the book I wrote the book because I felt like so many schools um, and so many students and teachers don't have access to uh, interior design that can shift the way their students learn so I I really hang on let me ask you this isn't it usually up to the budget of the school. So is it perhaps that the school doesn't budget for that and they're like more worried about like books and and being totally. able to pay the teachers and, and stuff like totally. that? Totally. It's all in the things that come before and it's the limited budget. That's the, it's just a, it's the education system all around. And so many schools are under such stringent budgetary concerns and restraints. They barely have enough in some cases, in many cases, too many cases, they barely have enough money for like school books and, and all kinds of really important basic needs. And so interior design or the space really ends up or organization ends up coming last. And if at all, if it lands on the list at all. So I really felt very strongly that why should only private schools have access to beautiful, creative yeah, absolutely. spaces? Um, And that was just something that was really speaking to me strongly. And I just decided that I had all this information and I wanted to get it out there. I wanted to put it in a format, a format that anyone could access. So even a teacher. So that so there are two points to this. One is that so many schools don't have the budget to bring in a designer or to change their spaces. Then you've got two. 
you know, what is required? Should a teacher be in a situation where they're like, this is God awful. I want the space to be more creative and amazing. You know, they have all these ba- like barriers. So they've got to get to their administrator. They have to talk to their principal. The principal has to talk to the district manager. The district needs to talk to like it just becomes such a, I don't know, multi a complex situation or a complex I don't know. Issue. Layered. Issue. Yeah, it's just a complex <laughs> issue, right? And and just a lot of barriers to entry. And so I really wanted to find a way to give teachers immediate access to the information I had so they could make direct change themselves. So mm. that they would have to all these lengths to have some change manifest, right? Be the change we wish to see. And I wanted to give them tangible, applicable tips from my experience that could be just from going to the teacher supply store, which most teachers do anyways. They spend so much money out of pocket. I just wanted to give them guidelines and ideas and tips for how they could better utilize the energy that they put in and even more effectively utilize the money they already spend um, right. to create themselves. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. And it is something that they can do sort of on their own because, you know, here's the book that tells you how to do it without having to go out. And if you don't have the money, go out and hire someone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I mean, it's, it's obviously you're not going to create Google, right? You're not going to create Google, Google headquarters, but you can <laughs> be really Damn it. Damn it. Um, but you can be really mindful about creating spaces that just from the standpoint of neuroscience, Uh, there are so many different ways and elements you can bring in to really improve the, like the way these kids brains work, Mm. Um, clearly bringing in plants. It it raises, I think it increases, increases math, um, math, English, and science skills by 14%. Bringing in plants. Mm -hmm. I think I wonder if it's because it oxygenates, oxygenates the room a little, maybe it, that's one of the things it Mm. it oxygenates, it takes away, um, it, it fights toxins. And then it also, there's something about the brain. There's something about brain waves and neuroscience that's connected to nature. Um, nature is really healing. Like even if you are feeling ill, they say, go sit in nature. There are so many cases of people just actually working their way back to health just by being in just being in the environment, a natural environment. And so it's bringing that into the interior spaces. And what that's if nature thing. kills you. <laughs> what, did you say? I said, what if nature kills you? <laughs> Sorry, my allergies are kicking my butt. What can I tell you? Oh my God, me too. I get it. Sorry to dumb it down, ladies, (laughs) but you were saying. Wait, wait, how does this work into, how does this fit into supporting my face's butt? No, but you were saying that a plant in a room, which I get. No, no, I get it. We're not talking about like pollinating. Oh, okay. Just making sure. We're not talking about grass and like a pollen right but oh okay. yeah, i get you i get you so no a one's... cactus a succulent yes is also a plant a succulent and will not cause allergies but could potentially lift your mood true i got I'm one of those from ikea and i killed it advice did you, you think? exactly how do you design. kill a cactus <laughs> But I did. And it might have been just because I got it from Ikea. So maybe but I tell you, this is really interesting. So another tidbit, the effect, as it turns out, faux plants have the same effect. Ooh, like a placebo. Now we're talking. Bing, 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 bing. Nice. I, I thumb, you guys. I kill everything. Like, even, like, except maybe, <laughs> it's so sad. I, I don't kill people or Murder. animals. But 
Definitely don't do well with hands. <laughs> Nice. Well, listen, at least you know yourself and your limits. Exactly. I own it. I own it. I have a black thumb. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. Not green. It's a black thumb. It's a killing thumb. All of me. I accept all of me. Oh, so when did you start writing this book? How Was this like a very long, detailed process? Or is it as easy yeah. as sometimes you people make it out to be? Well... Uh... I don't know. I go back and forth. I feel like maybe there are some people that can actually write a, write a book in a weekend. I am not that person, even <laughs> though I took an amazing program called Bestseller in a Weekend. I want to give a major shout out to that program. Um, a, a friend of mine or an acquaintance of mine, Alicia Dunham's, runs the program, and it's called Bestseller in a Weekend. It actually really shifted the way that I structured the book and got it out. But I will say this. It was like a two-year process. Mm. and year and a half of it was spent in complete like self beat up right oh my god i'm not good enough to write this oh i have nothing to give <laughs> no oh, advice no. to offer why did i think i should be doing this so much no. drama like a lot of like self doubt and mm. all of this kind of conversation that was happening for a really long time mm-hmm. uh, which sort of led me into all this personal development work so i'm such an advocate for anything that you really supports like getting free of all of our limiting beliefs and conversations. Mm -hmm. So really hardcore writing time. I spent like six months. And so, and you know, on and off for that year and a half while I was having these meltdowns, but then that final six months, I just like got it together and I gave myself a timetable. I said, by X, Y month, I'm going to be done. This book is going to be released at this time. And for six months, I basically woke up at between five and five 30 in the morning uh, and I wrote, Whoa. and it was, the, I know, I know. It's the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the middle of the night, ladies. It was still, it was fine. It was not mm. the end of the world. It's like you're talking dirty. I'm a proponent of waking up early, but I, five is like my limit. I oh think my God. 30 is probably, yeah. I don't know. I but feel like good. I get a lot done at that time. And my brain, like my brain space was not yet clouded by all of the stuff of the day so I really just kind of like just be by myself and nobody was up at that time like my dog doesn't even get up at five like Like everybody was out right and I would just sit and write in the morning and um I'd say for doing that for about six months hardcore I was able to really make headway and complete it which is fantastic you guys It's available on Amazon. It's available at kidsmartspaces.com. You may not be a teacher. Get it for your teacher. Maybe you get it for yourself and it helps you design your home. Just go out, buy it, folks. It's already a bestseller. I'm thinking stocking stuffer. Oh, it's such a good Christmas gift. I've been saying that, actually. I think it's a really great gift for teachers for Christmas. There you go. There you go. Are you you working on anything else? I am actually, I have like, so I have the next, I actually think now I have the next three books lined up. So the second, yeah, it's like a real, this is a, this is a thing, you guys, this is a thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing, it's a thing. But um, I am, the the next book is actually going to be a a play off of this book. So it's going to be, I haven't actually titled it yet, but it will be the second book in the Kids Smart Spaces series. And it will be for homeschoolers and parents. Mm, um, about that I think that's going to be really beneficial there's some really interesting tips 
and um, connections that parents have. I don't believe parents have necessarily made around what supports their kids in learning um, that is related to their environment. So it's going to be really interesting. I'm really excited about it. And then the third book, so I won't get into all of them, but the third book is actually a project that I've already started working on and it's called the career view mirror project. So if you guys go to my website, magalierenehays.com, um, I have a project called the career view mirror project, which is really about transitioning careers. Um, and I've, that's actually, that platform has already started being created. I'm, I'm doing an interview series and it's all about amazing women who have taken a leap in their lives and gone from one career to the other. Um, because that's what I did, and I have so much information to share on that. So that's I've already started writing that book, um, but it's obviously it's not it's not design as in spaces related, but it's really about designing your like consciously designing your life. So that's the deal. That's what I'm working on. So fantastic! So I love 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 Look at you. This. I know. <laughs> This is yes, so great. Yes. Well, the first book, like I said, is on Amazon and you can also find it at kidsmartspaces.com. For sure, it'll be on all of our socials and we'll be able to point you to Magalie's socials as well. Her website, um, magalierenehayes.com and on Instagram. What was your Instagram again? It's Magalie, so M-A-G-A-L-I-E underscore Renee Hayes, R-E-N-E-H-A-Y-E-S. Magalie underscore Renee Hayes. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I get to step up my Insta game, though. I can't <laughs> lie, y'all. Like, I really need to step up my Instagram game, okay? It's like another job. It oh, really is. It is. It literally is. I had actually hired someone at one point. I had a consultant working on my Instagram and on my social media but it wasn't worth it. Like it, it can be worth it, but you really have to like have time. All of it requires time. Like you have to have time to tell that person exactly how you speak. And that uh, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Well, I tell you what, as a parent whose child's toys have taken over my apartment, I'm looking forward to your next project as okay. well as someone who's transitioning. Yes. Not into a male guy. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't <laughs> I don't judge. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I appreciate that, nor do I, but just career-wise, but yeah. Yeah, no, I can't like wait. That to, transition. As, as this takes off, you guys are doing amazing with the show, so as this takes off, who knows? Oh, oh. It's going to be perfect for you to transition. Thank you. <laughs> I know. The transition. I can't, exactly. I can't wait till we've got sponsors and all the rest. I, I I just like Wait, to say my sentences. I just noticed that. We were doing that for a while, too. Like, our whole opening, you know, it was like, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Usually at this point in the podcast, we turn to the popcorn, which is the latest in pop culture, TV, movies, radio, whatever's going on in the pop culture that we radio. are just, I don't know. I don't really listen nice. to the radio except for like the news in the morning. Maybe actually instead of radio, I should have said podcasts because yeah. in addition to our own podcast, I'm obsessed with a bunch of other podcasts. But what I wanted to ask you guys is if either of you have seen the Lady Gaga documentary that just came out on Netflix. I have. I just actually watched a trailer yesterday. It is but I have, so I good. She's so talented. Oh, she could sing, honey. I saw her in concert. I will never forget. Like that first, I think it was her first tour. Mm -hmm. And I was blown away. Because she I was no like idea. singing. 
Not singing, but signing. But not only can she sing, she can also. <laughs> I thought she said she's signing. Banging. I'm like, wait, <laughs> she knows how to sign. Like, <laughs> she can sign. Hearing impaired. <laughs> you mean sign? Oh god, sign. Sorry. She put a foot in Fine-tune it. Fine tune my uh. <laughs> gotcha. <I have> to <laughs> I'm like, ooh, impressive sign what language. What was really cool? Anyway. What was really cool though to see was that not only, of course, that she can sing, but that she can write as well, and she plays like. She plays so many instruments and stuff. It's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool because they were following the progress of her recording her latest album, Joanne, and then also uh, getting ready for her Super Bowl performance from last year. Mm -hmm. And it was just it was just fascinating to watch to see her go into the studio with Mark Ronson and like. As they're oh. recording, yeah, that's her producer. That's cat, in my head. That's cat's dude. Yes. Man, I owe some good nights in my 20s to that man. Yes, that sounds kind of crazy, but yes. I'm just saying. But I know what you mean. Dirty. He used to DJ at this club we used to always go to. Literally would break into a sweat, body sore the next day. That's how bad. I feel like he was the first DJ I heard in New York City back in the day who paid Michael Jackson and Prince in a club. Oh, oh wow. Really? Yeah. The name of the club was Halo, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I totally... Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That was... Saucy days. The saucy days. The days where the next day, I think... Half the girls I hung out with that night when they went to work the next morning had a story about one passed out on a train from exhaustion, another passed out from sleep at their desk. It was all worth it. Yeah, all, all of it. All of it worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Anyway, Mark Ronson. No, no, it's it's <laughs> fine. Yeah, no, he was he's the producer on on Joanne, and it was just great to see them sort of collaborating. And she like knew exactly what she wanted, like from not just the music, but even down to like what she wanted the look to be for this album. Because you know how this this album it's all about just a plain sort of like black shorts and a tank top and her hat yeah. and stuff and how yeah. it's so stripped back. But that was all her. Like, I think this is what I want for the album. And it's just, to me, it's one of those things where you don't always see how much goes into it and how much uh, say they get into putting out their music and how it's going to be marketed and all the rest of it. So I thought it's fascinating. I quite like her. I also didn't know that she broke her hip. What? She, know that. she broke her hip three years ago and it is like messing her up. Like she's crying from like the pain. And, and oh what I goodness. thought was really great was at one point, you know, she had like a masseuse helping her. She was getting shot. She's in the doctor. And she was like, I don't know what people like. I'm so lucky. You know, I've got money. I can right. get people right away to help me with this. Like, what do people right. do who don't have money? Exactly. Like, I, I wouldn't even... She was like, I wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> How like, did she break her hip, though? You know what? She never says. She just says that she broke it three years ago. And I think that was part of also one of the reasons why there was such a gap between her last album and this one. So mm. she never actually really says how she breaks it. But, you know, she's also got, like, a lot going on. Like, she was breaking up with her fiancé at the time. I was just about to ask about that, Hottie. Mm-hmm. He doesn't show up, but like, cause I think just as it started, like at the very beginning, she talks about how they're, um, they're having trouble Mm -hmm. and then it just continues on. And it's like, yeah, you know, I've got so much going on with the album, you know? And then the guy was like, you know, and then your marriage broke up. She was like, no, no, let's not call it a marriage. You know, my engagement (laughs) broke up. Interesting. Yeah. But then she talks about how like every time she, um, 
does well she like loses another relationship so like mm-hmm. i said mm-hmm. 10 million records and- <laughs> <laughs> right, something, something was hitting home there for some of us whoa <laughs> well i feel like that's a trend right and um and i had an example but it escapes me that the more successful a woman gets it's like the man just starts acting up or i don't know it's yeah, i don't know some it, it, some can't handle it you know, yeah, especially if when you came into the relationship, you were potentially the bigger person. And then now your wife is sort of overtaking you in that respect. And it just becomes too much. I mean, there's a lot to be said there for men's egos and, and things like that. And um, just the way people are, are raised thinking that, you know, they should be the breadwinner and, um, yeah. you know, things I, like that. So I feel like the other part of it is um, it's like it's it's that are you going to grow together conversation? Like, mm-hmm. are you guys grow together? Yes. Yeah. Like can the, because the relationship gets to be the container for the people in it. Right. And like, if you're expanding as a person and growing as a person, can the relationship hold and contain that? And sometimes it just, they don't have the, like either the man or the woman doesn't have the capacity for it. It's yeah. Really it's so it's interesting. Pratt, 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 Pratt. It's actually really depressing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, were you thinking Chris Pat and Chris yeah. Pratt and Anna Ferris? Yeah. Almost like the reverse. Because she was exactly. she was bigger than him when, when they got together. Right. And if you and I remember seeing pictures of him for promo for Guardian of the Galaxy and um what was the other reboot? Oh, Jurassic that he was Park. In? Yeah, Jurassic Park promos where he's like buff. He's just like a dude, like Mm-hmm. Okay, this is little Andy from Parks and Rec, and it's I, I remember different. thinking, I wonder what that, what his relationship, because I think she just ha- also had a baby, because that's another situation. And their baby can... was sick too, like when he was born. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that also well. brings on a weird di- um, relationship shift when you're the mom taking care of a but baby, he... and then when you're a dad feeling the pressure of allegedly having to take care of a family. But I remember thinking when I saw his pictures, I remember thinking about her. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, unfortunately, a couple of months later, they announced that they were separating. And right. I was kind of like, mm, yeah. I wonder if that had of... anything. Yeah. I feel like it, it It probably most certainly did. But, you know, I don't know them. So, but. Right. I'm sure it was a if... little bit of a factor. Yeah, it sucks. But yeah. Max is totally right. Like, relationships already without the pressures of fame and fortune are tough in terms of like over time you kind of have to grow together like she said right and then you have to add like people gassing you up you feeling yourself and oh that's so true it's mm-hmm. a recipe for disaster almost anyway. like people gassing up you feeling yourself like at the end of right. the day, but i mean like ego right? that's the ego conversation ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. exactly have you guys ego. seen that documentary on own called black love Yes. Oh, so good. I highly recommend I it. To be, so side note, I don't feel like I deserve to be in this popcorn conversation. <laughs> <laughs> putting me on to everything. I'm watching nothing. I'm like in my computer going crazy, going hard. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. Well, this is why you should be a part of the popcorn. So you can learn the latest things yes, that you should be watching. Like so that much. documentary. I was a little bit behind, but I caught sort of. 
a uh, marathon and they just played like the first three or four episodes back to back yeah i think there's only about three and they're not that long so you could easily catch up yeah and it's great because it not only has celebrity couples but it just has like regular couples as well just talking about like so it's episodic it's not like one yeah one okay okay yeah well i mean they they talk about different sort of issues if you will in each sort of uh, episode where they're right. talking to these these couples. It's kind of like a documentary style, not documentary style actually, just really interviews is what I should say. Yeah, you know, and yeah. um, I think the last one I saw was just about the the hardest things that they had to face, and it wasn't like just infidel infidelity. One couple lost a son, Ooh, and that made my uh, eyeballs sweat. I know, <laughs> I know. I was like trying not to cry, and you could see as the as the husband was talking about like how hard it was for him, and you know the wife is just sort of like looking at him, and she's trying not to cry, and how you know the two of them almost lost each other in their grief for losing the son. So. Um, I, I, I just really like that because, you know, your typical thing to show with a couple would be, hey, the hardest thing we have to face maybe is infidelity, you know, and it wasn't just that. They did have a couple that had to deal with infidelity as well. But, you know, other big losses um, or other big financial issues. Like yes. I guess the marshals came to represent their, their house. They were basically bankrupt and the wife right. didn't know that they were in such financial was turmoil. That flex? Wasn't that Flex and... Um, yeah, Flex, Shawnee. What? Shawnee, Shawnee yeah. something. I can't remember her last name. The singer. Shawnee, Shawnee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the singer. Yeah, the- they got repossessed. <laughs> I don't know her, know her, but you know Right, of course. You know <laughs> yeah, of yeah. her. You know of her, yeah. That was a big one. Another couple, it was because um, he was trying to make money and he started um, selling drugs and then he went to prison. And she oh, was like, yeah. I'm not having it. She, she was like, so much so she's not having it. She forged his name. She was like, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I forged right. his name on the divorce <laughs> on papers. On the divorce papers. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah. No, now that's totally get divorced. No, you shouldn't be saying that on national television. Well, they've they've <laughs> since reconciled and been remarried, so right. uh, even though they weren't, but so it worked out. Yeah, it worked <laughs> out. It worked there. out, which is probably why she was saying that. Yeah, but, but I think the mo- the couple that I can kind of speak to the most, or that was speaking my language, was um. Tia, well, is it Tamara? Which one is the? Oh, you're right. I can't and remember Corey. which one it was. And Corey, I like them. They were so cute. They were basically me and KK. I was like, when she was like, how she came home one time, and the baby was half naked, and he they were sitting half there. Naked. He was just <laughs> naked. Wait, so Because yeah. she, her thing was like, don't think a child is gonna like bring your marriage, bring you closer together. She was like, it might for like a second, but then there's like, you guys have to like be yourselves. And then she just explained. Uh, a, a day when I guess she left the kid with um, her husband and she came back and the kid was naked and they were just watching TV and eating just nonsense and she was just like I had to kind of just <laughs> you know realize that that's just that's his parenting style well that's what I took from it because I'm that person who will reluctantly leave and then I'll see a picture on Instagram of my son wearing I don't know, shorts and sweatpants together, two different <laughs> shoes on, his hair looking a hot mess. And you're like, no. And I'm then like- I'll be like, what what he eat today? Oh, he had some bread. I'm like, okay. Um, that's it. <laughs> we play video with games. With a side and- of what vegetable? With a side of what meat? <laughs> with Girl, what, just- a side of what protein? <laughs> bread and more bread. So that's, but I really had to like listen to other people's advice because I would literally like lose my shit and be like, are you fucking kidding me? 
And another girlfriend of mine, too, was just like, you know, that's what dads do. Like, dads' jobs are not to, like, feed them four square meals a day, to kiss boo-boos. Dads have a different function. That's the mom job. As long as you know that he's not going to, like, kill your kid. <laughs> oh my God. Those are some really high standards. Those are some really high standards. I mean, but that's really yeah. what it's come to. Kill the kid. What? <laughs> He'll be because that's your main concern too. Like you, everything in your body is making you protect this child, and right. so the dad is just like, you know, I'm gonna watch this game and whatever the kid's doing. As long as he's in my vicinity, then that's sufficient. Whereas the mom is like, okay, here's a toy to play with, color, let me stop and play with you. I want to know what you're wearing, what you're eating, just to control the situation. And men are not, well, most men are not like that. And you will find yourself in a divorce court real quick. (laughs) (laughs) If you focus on like those things. Yeah, it's it sounds like for sure it's an adjustment. Oh my god. You know, it's it's an adjustment. <laughs> it's it's a it's it's not easy, I tell you that. But um it's definitely worth a watch. It's cute. There's also some good stories too. Um so I would recommend it's on own. Yeah. I actually just started watching The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, on uh, I solicited, Hulu. Yeah, I solicited a sponsor, Mags, on our last episode to provide me with some Netflix logging information so that I could be down with Hulu. And our listeners and came, came through. through. Yes. Our so listeners are the best. Mildred Dennis of North Carolina. <laughs> In any event. Um, Thank you. So I'm thoroughly depressed now because if the news wasn't enough, this handmade shit is really fucking with my brain. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I don't even think I can watch it right now. Um, I mean, I it's good. It's... as well, but I just like, I don't know if I have the fortitude because, you know, with, with, with 45 and his nonsense, I'm just like, ugh, I need a like proper escape. Yeah. Ugh. This show doesn't so much make you escape. All I kept thinking was like, this is so not far-fetched. Like this could almost happen here. Maybe not to women, but like to homosexuals or people of color. Like they suspended the constitution. Mm. Women who are fertile are used as like concubines to men who are like toting their religion. I can't stop watching. (laughs) Addicted. But it's a train wreck I need to watch. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's got great. It's also got really great actresses in it, though, too. It does, and that's what prompted. Because I was watching the Emmys. I don't know if you guys caught it. Oh yeah. And I was like, they won like eight, and I'm like, hold up, it's the one show that I wasn't watching on, like this show that would be nominated, and they would win. So I'm like, should I watch the Emmys? Which, by the way, completely flubbed by leaving out Dick Gregory and Charlie Murphy from the In Memoriam. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Both of them, and you're just like, really? And Dick Gregory is like legend. Like legend. Huge. Huge. And Char- Charlie Murphy was in power while he was sick with cancer. Like, oh can God. a brother get on break? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I was already not happy with the Emmys having Sean frickin' Spicer come rolling in. Like, okay, was- we're just going to forget the fact that he was the mouthpiece for a lying piece of crap. Oh, no, you know what? Let's, it's fine. He's a white male. Let's forgive him. Sure. Let's, let's give him every opportunity. To redeem himself. I definitely had to look twice because I couldn't believe it was him. And they kept panning to um, Melissa McCarthy in the audience just to be clear that this is the real Sean Spicer and not Melissa McCarthy playing Sean Spicer. Mm -hmm. I thought that was funny. But that's what they do, right? Megyn Kelly has a new show on freaking NBC. So now my mornings are ruined because I can't watch the Today Show in good conscience knowing that that heifer... Yeah. my Tamron Hall. They just stay like trying to normalize garbage and I'm sick of it. Sick of it. Sick of it, I tell you. 
So, you know, I'm personally obsessed with Issa Rae and mm. Mitzi is too, but I'm like super obsessed with her because I think that she's probably like a sister from another mister. But anyway, <laughs> so she was being interviewed on the red carpet. And oh, they asked that was who the she was rooting for. Did you hear about this, Max? Yes, I thought that was so great. She I thought that was so great. There is no bigger truth. <laughs> no bigger truth. We posted it to the Instagram that day because it was like, yes. She's so honest, so real. Like, so real. Almost too real, which is why I often watch the show through my fingers. Like, right, like, it's awkward. And I feel so effing awkward. <laughs> So basically she was on the red carpet being interviewed and they were like, so, you know, who are you looking forward to? Who's a favorite tonight that you want to see? And she was basically like, I want to see like all the black people win. Like anybody black. She's like, I'm rooting for anybody black. Who are you rooting for? Anybody black. Everybody. Wait, wait. I think I'm rooting for everybody black. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and then she shrugged and was like, you know, it's true. Being honest. I love it. And then later on that same night on Twitter, she was like, hashtag, I said what I said. (laughs) And what's no so interesting is it's not it's it's definitely not um it's not not rooting for anyone else it's just right. real talk like my favorite actress you ready for this is Sissy Spacek but that doesn't mean that I don't know. Old are you again? I, I know I actually just saw Carrie she was really don't judge, really good at that judge. Oh, and the point is, I really love her. Oh, my daughter, okay? Yeah, yeah. No, she's a great actress. I just... Oh, amazing. Carrie. She's, she's, she's like a... Even still, that line from Issa Rae was 100% true for me. Like, absolutely <laughs> true. Well, but guess what? People like Dick, Mem- Dick Memory, Dick Gregory, and um, Charlie Murphy are forgotten. Like, you, someone has to root for the Black people, because certainly the Academy's not rooting for this, you know, Clearly. so... For sure. Anyway... Yeah, no, that was that was classic. I definitely classic Easter, keeping it a hundred. And you know what? I said what I said. (laughs) That was my favorite part. (laughs) Love it. My favorite favorite part. But one more thing about the Emmy and about rooting for the black people. I was so happy to see Lena Waithe and Aziz Ansari win for that episode of Master of None. Yo, I rewatched that episode again. It's so good. The Thanksgiving one where she comes out to her mom with Angela Bassett. Yeah, that was Such classic. Such a great well episode. So well-deserved. Are you guys ready for a little bit of truth that you might again judge me? Tell me you have not watched it. I might it. have to say it. Oh, my God. I have watched Wait. it, and I, do, I can't get past, like, the third or fourth episode of season one. A what, Master it, of None? Yes. I don't, I mean, I thought the first two episodes were good, and I think I'm on like the fourth or the fifth. It's just slow. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just don't have this millennial sense of humor. I can't, I don't, I don't have, I can't put a finger on it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, you guys. Wait, just, I'm trying to think from the first season. Do I need to get to a certain episode before I'm really like feeling the show? Like, you know, honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember season one. It was a little slow, but it was still funny. Like the episodes with his mom or was yeah, it the same parents. one where he <laughs> See, was one. visiting his that's parents? That's the only one that I like. There's one. Wait, did you say Paris? No, I said his parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the parent episode, there was a parent episode that I watched that I completely related to because it was like first generation on point. Like, yeah, exactly. it was a good one. That was a, I think that was the best episode of season one, actually. See, exactly. I felt like it went down from there. So I like couldn't relate. Like I just watched the one with the girl that he takes out and she kind of goes a little buck. Like she's kind of crazy and she steals somebody's jacket. So, oh, I mean, yeah. It was, 
sounds funny, but I'm not really laughing through the whole episode. Is that wrong? That feels so wrong. No. I said this to anyone. Because people know, love him. Yeah, no, I do. I like him too. And there's some parts where I didn't necessarily think it was funny, but I was like, it was more like, oh, this is so great to actually see. To, uh, to so see like more social commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, okay, this is a normal thing. But I think one of the, the episodes that um, I really liked from that season was when he just talks about going on auditions and how you oh, know they, yeah and how they always have indian actors always acting a certain way and they want them to talk you know talk with an accent and all the rest mm-hmm. of it yeah so it's things like that and that, that i was like ooh, that is i like that that's you like need real to show life for that. him for sure exactly you know it's real life and then it's always the same sort of like four or five indian guys you know i read an interview and he was talking about that actually and he was like talking about one of his indian friends who we know i just can't think of the actor's name right now mm-hmm. but um so as Aziz didn't take this particular role that required he had the Indian accent and the whole thing. And yeah. he, was, but he didn't judge his friend for taking it. And it's like a well-known Indian actor. Right. right. And he was like, yeah, like he gets to do that. So I, I love that about him that he's made that decision for himself, but he's also not in that like judging. judgy place of how could my friend, you know, take right. that. Right. Exactly. Whatever. All good. And that's why you got to no. support him. But I feel like yeah, season yeah. two was funny. Maybe because, I mean, this season in the beginning, he's in Italy. And a lot of it kind of rang true because I was recently working with an Italian company. So, um, and the way they shot it was like a beautiful uh, old Italian movie. Yeah, it was great. I thought it picked up towards the end of the season, actually, of season one. So keep watching. Keep watching. Okay. I will. I will. I will. For sure. (laughs) Okay. So we have a little bit of time for Ghetto Action News. It's probably a little bit old news about Kevin Hart cheating <laughs> on his second wife again. Yeah. Oh, so he cheated on the first? Yeah, he cheated yeah, on the, the first second. with his current pregnant wife. Not well, girl, not whoop, and whoop. <laughs> I'm just going to sit over here and make sounds. Like, I'm just going to sit over here and make sounds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, so he I mean, alleged. Be, but if it was, if you were the one, he come on, we've heard mm-hmm. this. It's it's alleged, but you know she kind of fucked up when she dated their sort of anniversary and was like, oh, you know, celebrating. I don't know what it was. Like she might have said something like celebrating eight years together, and it was like, wait a minute, you only got divorced six years ago or something <laughs> like that, where the numbers were like it really off. Then she made it worse because she made she posted something about his ex-wife kind of like bringing them up constantly and how she didn't, you know, have anything to do with their marriage breaking up. And that kind of did not help her in the eyes of social media and the Internet because everybody was like, karma's a bitch. Yes. How you get him is how you lose him. Yeah. So I mean, it sucks for every I I always say I feel bad for all parties involved. (laughs) Also, that unborn child that's coming into this mess. Any minute now, because she is super pregnant. So messy. So messy. She is, and it's so sad to see, like, the paparazzi follow her around, mm-hmm. asking her questions. I'm like, when I'm that pregnant, I'm not trying. And then I have to, like, first of all, your hormones are out of whack. You're already thinking, like, you want to kill somebody just from na- just natural causes. <laughs> and now I have to deal with, like, a real reason to want to actually kill you when you're sleeping. <laughs> 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 <That's crazy. laughs> bananas it's unfortunately it's, it's unfortunately it's, it's unfortunate it's absolutely unfortunate <laughs> there were warrants issued what 
Right. And they oh, get right. Because he, like, turned it over to the FBI because he was being extorted. Yeah, he alleges that he was being extorted. And, you know, the chick. I don't know if she's the actual chick or not, but um, she hired Lisa Bloom, everybody's favorite yeah, attorney. Yeah, that's like all that. <laughs> yep. To, to um, defend like, her. Lisa, Lisa must need some, she must be looking for some FaceTime. You know what I mean? Some time right. in media. Some, yeah. That's a really yeah. side note. So, the story's not over. It's no, the plot. It's... It's this, that was just the beginning. That apology was just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, no. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Dessert. And, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then everybody, of course, was all a flutter because Kylie Jenner got knocked up by Travis mm. Scott. And I'm like, what? yes, she's allegedly. Okay, yeah. allegedly. It hasn't been 100% confirmed, but no one's uh, denying it. And apparently he's been telling people um, that she's pregnant. That's and, yeah. you know. Well, for me that's so weird that's so an interesting looking but i'm i'm also just yeah very very but i'm also just not surprised i mean she was what dating tiger when she was like 15 so to me it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense that she's knocked up at 20 i mean right. timeline wise yes but i mean aside from that she's a as much as you have anything to say about her but she is a mogul like she's oh there's no a pretty doubt. successful business she's almost a billionaire at this point yeah so, like, really, this is what you need right now? Crazy. And again, I know I said, that's an interesting looking man. And if you don't get it by now, interesting means <laughs> aroma. Interesting means lack of a better way to be said. What My I mama mean. always said. But I'm just like, that. <laughs> I mean, you know. I'm so concerned. I'm concerned. There's a lid for every pot, right? <laughs> is anybody else on this level right now with me? I'm really concerned for society. I don't know. Oh, girl. I feel like we're just going to... Between this nonsense, the earthquake... Oh, my God. ...for Mexico, because they had another earthquake this morning. Yet another one. Three in, like, what, a month? Then you've got... How close to California they are. Okay. Then you've got the hurricanes. Yeah. The wildfires um, in the Oregon area. The hurricanes. One after the the other. The Ah. typhoons. I think there was a typhoon in Vietnam. Oh my god. Yo, Mother Nature is not having it. She's like, oh, okay, this is what you're gonna do to the planet? Right, I got you. Right, no, you, oh, no, she was like, oh, you don't believe in climate change? Oh, Oh, okay. Let me show you something. Let me show you, let me show you a lot. Catch me outside. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but did you hear that she got a record deal, that girl? Yes! Is that not ridiculous? Yeah, no, it's, it's. If that ain't some ghetto action news right there, I'm like, really? You've got like actually actually talented people and you're you gonna sign literally googling all of this stuff you're talking about oh yeah she well she has like a rap is that an album or a song or she's um <laughs> the catch me outside girl has a record deal which is and she has a song this is disconcerting she was also on dr phil that's actually, yeah well that's, that's, how, that's how, she how she got famous <laughs> she was on dr phil her her mother had her on because she can't control her Cause she's mm-hmm. out there running the streets, being all fast, and she was. She said something like, "Well, if you got a problem with it, catch me outside." Oh, Get to the audience. She, he was like, "What?" She was like, "I say, catch me outside. Catch me outside. How about that?" And you're like, "What the hell are you Ooh. fucking saying, woman?" And apparently, she was trying to say, "Catch me outside," but cannot enunciate. But from there, became hugely famous. Yeah. Memes and all but the I guess rest it's of it. Sad. Mm-hmm. For her. I said, I, guess, I was going, that's so sad, but I guess it's not that no, sad. No, not at all, because she now no. has a record deal yeah. that was signed for several million, I believe. 
What? Yes. But you know what? I personally think for sure, for sure, that's a flash in the pan. And whoever signs her one day is going to be like, yeah, I'm the person that signed. But I mean, a lot of, do they even, I I wonder if they even make money off of like, you know, those one hit wonder record deals. They're usually like, you owe the millions (laughs) as opposed to. I was gonna say is that can because that can change a life several million dollars again especially if you're from like some <laughs> mid- change several lives I mean yeah even if she gets like a half of that a quarter right. of that it'll make a huge difference that's still like ugh. so the whole point of your mom can't control you because you're disrespectful you're winning because you're getting paid off of your disrespect uh-huh. so <laughs> I mean, great American story ridiculous ridiculous. Sign of the yeah. times. Sign I of mean, the uh, 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 uh. is all you can say. Ghetto news for days, actually. So there's a picture going around of Kanye West looking, stepping out for the yes, first time in a long time. Oh my God, wait, what is it? I didn't and he's kind of fat. He is, but he thing. looks happy. What is he? He actually looks happy. They, you, you know, we haven't seen him in a long time, but he's definitely like packed on the pounds a little. But he looks happy. But they called it a date. Instead of saying he got fat, there. Man, I lost the train of thought. (laughs) There's a description of his physique that makes it sound so cool. Like, look at Kanye West is out here with his um. I forget. I'm going to figure it out. Oh and I'm my gonna God, tell you. he looks mad chunky. Yes. He's yeah, gotten, man. He's gotten husky. Oh, <laughs> this is what they said. The Daily Mail. Kanye West reveals relaxed physique in L.A. <laughs> I love that. I know. I'm like relaxed physique. What the? (laughs) Is that what is that what we're going with now? He has man boobs. God. And whatever. If he's happy, that's great. I mean, he just looks like he's smiling. You know, he always has a scowl on his face, but yeah, he was smiling. Look at it's all so messy. You know what? It's just a. It probably this is what why the paparazzi suck. They can make anything look any way so that it works. True. Action, right? Like he doesn't look. He looks like he's squinting from the sun, y'all. Like he doesn't even look like. Yeah, but look at his shoulders. Look at the outline of his his thighs. Look a little chunky. Maybe they made the picture small. I don't know. But he yeah, does he not look. Definitely skinny. looks chunky. I also think what happens with a lot of dudes, they go to the, they go to the, they start going to the gym, and instead of getting lean, they start because they can see that the bulk makes them feel like they're doing, like they're they're accomplishing something. So they get they bulk up, and if you don't consistently do that, you're literally all of that muscle turns to fat, mm. and it's, it's all in your arms and all of that, and it just makes you chunky. It's not cute. <laughs> at all and it, it's not relaxed it's, in fact it's the opposite of relaxed. the relaxed physique it's unrelaxed relaxed i'm like he shows a new relaxed physique leave it to the english to uh to, to give it be a polite and be polite about it oh my god, oh my god. manners 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 man not shaming him, but he looks really chunky in that picture. That's crazy. I saw that movie, by the way. Yeah, The Kingsman. Yeah, What'd was it think? good? I haven't seen it. I it was okay. It. Really? How was Pablo Pascal in it? You know, I love him from Narcos. Agent Pena. Yeah, <laughs> Agent love Pena. Pena. <laughs> I love <laughs> Agent Pena. <laughs> he was great. He was great. No, it was good. It was like a good sequel. Okay. Got it. Got it. You yeah. know what else making me kind of like worried and sad is like um. You know, Kanye West had all that mental stuff. I honestly yes. believe that he's bipolar. Like, yes. I have believed that for a really long time, even before he started acting so, so extra erratic. But mm-hmm. I always had a feeling. But my point being that a lot of these medications yes. that have 
That's right. You, when you're on, you yeah, when you're they, on your medication. Yeah, they're no joke. Yeah, and it's funny because somebody said that, you know, I guess it, it became a Twitter moment. One of the comments was like, it looks like he's back on such and such medication and such and such medication, which is exactly. good for his mental health. Yeah, it's good for his mental health, but it can really like mess with your, it might be, I wonder if it's a thyroid thing, but in any case, it definitely does make you gain weight. And yeah. I've seen it happen. Interesting. To yeah. yeah. It's so, so sad because at the same time, it's like you can't win with the, with, with the public, right? You literally, yeah, yeah. you just got to do what works for you because he doesn't, you know, he takes the, he doesn't take the medication. We're all going off on how crazy what, he right? is and how, how crazy he is. He's on you know? medication and now we're fat shaming. Like, can right. he live? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't care that he's fat. I just care that it's not like he's relaxed not- physique. Like, <laughs> I just care that the term relaxed physique. Right. It's just weird. Like, it's just like, well, you know what? I don't, I'm not even mad at it, but I'd like to just step forward and say that for this winter, I'll be working on my relaxed physique as well. So don't judge me. Don't come for me. I'm not for you. How about that? There you go. There you go. That's all. I just thought that that was hilarious. Oh my God. That was funny. Oh, wait. I cannot. Just for if we have any fellas or any women who are into basketball or from New York teams, a big thing happened. Okay. Oh, what, 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 what? They traded Carmelo Anthony. I mean, he's been wanting to leave for well, a while. I, but... like was, I thought that had happened already, though. Maybe I was just reading that it no, was happen. It was kind of like in the works because the, the story was that he wanted out. But he was too expensive. Like, no one could really afford him. But it was, And so it was, like, not happening. But it did actually happen. So it's, like, mixed reviews because, like, maybe we can, like, rebuild a team. Or maybe wait, not. Wait, Who knows? But OKC. Mm. The Thunder. Wait, but don't so they have a big player in OKC? Kyrie. I believe they have Kyrie. No, Kyrie. Kyrie. Oh, they just got Kyrie. Yeah. Okay, so. because Kyrie was on the Cavs with yeah, and he got uh, LeBron, and he got traded. But he wanted to he wanted to be traded because right. you know he wanted to be probably a big player on on the team instead of like in a LeBron James's shadow. Yeah. So their team should be interesting, but so we got some of their their um, draft picks. So we'll see. It's a rebuilding. Oh, and one more thing. Um, Russell Simmons is saying that, so what's happening right now, it's Sunday, guys are recording and there's a whole hashtag take anything, but there are some players mm-hmm. who are staying in the locker room during the, yes, national anthem the Steelers and not coming out, but except, yeah, except Russell Simmons thinks that they're peas and by peas, I mean, he's calling them pussies on the internet. Oh yeah. Beat that out. Because he's like, you're basically hiding. Like no one mm. can see who's doing what. And it's like. You know, so that's an interesting um, that's an food interesting for thought. Take on it. Yeah, he's like Colin Kaepernick is still not working, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And you guys are supporting by hiding and only taking a knee. So anyway, I'm gonna stop because I could go on, and I'm gonna stop. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about conscious design. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, at this point, we should wrap it up. That was We've a horrible a... segue. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. But that's okay. I'm gonna. I, we're just gonna go right past that and, and apologize for going a little <laughs> bit long. But we had a great guest, and we did. Um, we just we Thank couldn't you. contain Thank it to an hour, guys. We're I'm, sorry. I'm bowing. I'm bowing, even though you guys can't see me. I'm bowing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank so you. again, the book is called Kids Smart Spaces: Decorating a Classroom That Changes Lives. It's available now on Amazon and kidsmartspaces.com. And Magalie, tell them again where they can find you. You guys can find me at www.magalierenehayes.com. 
uh, M-A-G-A-L-I-E-R-E-N-E-H-A-Y-E-S.com. And on Instagram at Magalie underscore Renee Hayes. You can find us on uh, whatsheonabout.com. We're on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, at the WSOA show. On Facebook, we're What's She On About. And of course, we always ask you guys to go on to iTunes and rate and review and subscribe so you won't miss any episodes of our biweekly show. And the way that we always end the show is with an earworm. Like, what's the song that has been in our heads? We can't get it out. It's on constant, constant repeat. And as our guest, we'll let you pick the earworm. Yay, you guys. I feel so special and honored. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Pink's uh, latest, which is What About Us? That oh, is that's my- a good one. That's yeah. a good one. I like Ugh. Pink. Love it. It's got like an African, I'm telling you, like if you listen to the the bass line, it's got like an interesting African vibe going. I like it. I quite okay. like her. I quite like Pink, actually. I've always yeah, liked I'm her. I'm a fan of her as well. Yeah. I should try awesome. to see her in concert, too. She definitely seems like she does what she wants. Exactly, yeah. which I'm all Can't for. Be mad at that. I like that. I am definitely here for it. All right, guys. So we are going to end the show with Pink's What About Us? Magalie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, so thank you, thank you. to be here. What a great time. All right, guys. We will chat with you later. Bye-bye now. Bye. Deuces. <laughs> Peace. Peace. And we out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
What about us? What about us? What about us?